Happy New Year, everybody. Um, and and I guess that calls for one of these. Oh, crack a crisp one. What flavor we got today? We have the uh, the nice grapefruit flavor of Lacroix. So this Pamplemus. is the year of an- another year of the Balcony Chatter podcast, and also us trying to get sponsored by any any seltzer company that's willing. We're out here pampy popping. Come on, popping pampane. Live on the air, okay? Pamplemousse. So, yeah. We were also naive enough to think that 2020 was the problem and that this year would be better. But um, Mm -hmm. what I do want to do, Tim, Mm -hmm. is since our last episode was very negative, I think we start this year off and we have a very positive episode. How about that? I think we got one. I, mean, I think we got plenty of good things to talk about. Yeah. I mean, really, in terms of 2021, there's really only one bad day, and it was the new year. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, yeah, I think we got some really good stuff to talk about, for sure. Certainly on the certainly on the parquet. Well, okay, I guess we'll start with that then. How about, how about we go with that first? Yeah, okay. All right, since the new year, the Celtics are 4-1, I believe. 3-1, 4-1. With their so, one loss coming on New Year's Day to the Pistons, who they would then come back and actually beat. Um, and then after that, we we had the Raptors throttling. I did feel like that was a throttling. And then the Heat we beat yesterday uh, on a Peyton Pritchard's first game-winning layup, ladies and gentlemen. Future Hall good? of Famer, Peyton Pritchard, <laughs> <laughs> the GOAT of the entire team, Peyton Pritchard, the best rookie drafted outside of the top three picks in Celtics' recent history, Peyton Pritchard, 8 Mile, my lord, big fan, big fan of PP, yourself? Uh, I would definitely agree with you, I, I am definitely a PP fan for sure. Huge PP fan, I, he's the best white PP in Celtics history. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so far, it's hard to argue. (laughs) Oh, man, I just, I can't, I, he's great. He's great, and we're doing this, and we're scrapping by, and uh, the Kemba Walker trades are abundant with how well uh, he's been playing. I'm not, I'm not. It, we're nine games into the season, yeah. but this kid looks like the real deal. He is. I think he is. I've never seen such comfort, and I, I don't know. How is he going to lose that? He's got everybody on the team in his corner. Smart, Brown, uh, you know, Tristan Thompson was ran up to him first after the winter and stuff like that. It's like Tatum seems to like him a lot. He's He's got the respect of the locker room, and he's got the trust of being in the game at the end of that game last night. And and just for the record, um, I would like to point out for everybody listening, what is, what's the Nets record right now? Ooh, the Nets are well. As, I as believe I like they're four it, and four. They are, yeah, they are. Mm, okay, thanks to Anyways. a win, I think thanks to a win last night. <laughs> okay, yeah, or, all right. Yeah, no, uh, yep. The Nets are four and four. The Celtics are six and three. Do you okay, know yeah, I think that's good. There's a better team in New York right now. I don't know if you heard of them. Who who might that be? The New York Knickerbockers are five and three. Wow. And they're having a damn start to a season. I want to pump I everyone's mean, brakes on it. Even, but I mean they're undisputably handling pretty good teams and 
Julius Randle and Austin Rivers are, uh, if they keep this up, perennial all-stars this season. <laughs> like, Oh, it's a strange, it's strange, it's a strange year. Uh, I started off not betting very well on the NBA, but, you know, as I told you a little bit before on the air, Hit a nice eight-team parlay yesterday, so I'm kind <laughs> of figuring it out. Nuts! It was that's my best. That's my best ge- uh, bet of all time for sure. Just ten bucks too, low risk, high reward. Worked out. If I had Everything. done, I had the Thunder points, the Hornets points, and the Knicks points yesterday. They were all getting like eight, eight points pretty much. If I had done money line for that, the win would have been insane. <laughs> like if I just straight up picked Knicks. Knicks, Hornets, and Thunder, who all went on to win their games, respectively, yesterday. It would have been nuts. I mean, you got to take what you can get at this point. Eight, hey, I'm fine eight with teams it. And, <laughs> eight yeah. teams. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I had I had an eight-teamer in the NFL over the weekend as well. So I had a terrible Come on. NFL season. You did, I know. You, you, I did, well, it was eight of nine, so I had to, I had to, I got to hedge it a bit, so I still won something because the, the ninth part of it did fall apart. It was when the uh, – Mavericks lost uh, Luka Doncic like an hour before tip off last Sunday, so I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that people might need to start taking some advice from you. Hey, I'm happy to I'm happy to point it out. I'm happy to point it out. Hit <laughs> us up on the uh, hit us up on the line. Any gambling questions? Yeah, uh, yeah. Any futures bets or just a silly parlay or what teams you should always you can always guarantee you're going to keep it close, which. The Thunder have proved to us are they're going to do that. The Hornets, for the most part, look like they're going to do that. The Kings look like that, and the Knicks are maybe winning most of those games. So it's crazy. It's a weird NBA season, but the Celtics look good, and we're not even full strength. And Andrew, do we talk about this? This these or at least one of these? I want to talk about at least one of these Kemba Walker trade rumors because it the haul is insane. Okay, so so I'm glad that you bring that up because I know absolutely zero. Like I have, I, I'm going into this blind. So let me hear it. Okay, we would trade Kemba Walker and the uh, to the Heat for <clears throat> Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olynyk. Andre Iguodala <laughs> and a 2026 first round pick. We would send Walker make, and just a second round pick. Do you make that trade? I I'm sorry and I'm I if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge Kemba stan and I didn't as- appreciate the slander and everything like that. This is insane. This is an insane haul for them. I think you have to pull the trigger on that. I think it's insane. Iguodala is a guy off the bench we don't have. We don't have anything like that. Get the clinic back in here. I'm down. I think you got to. <laughs> I think you got to send. I don't think it works because they're so tight on, on, uh, cap. But I think you got to get rid of. We got to get rid of a center to make room for clinic to come back. Duncan Robinson might be one of the purest shooters in the NBA if he keeps everything up. And Kendrick Nunn was runner up for rookie of the year last season. For a injured coming off a of knee injury. And surgery. a first round pick, and a first round pick in twenty twenty six when when their team could be dog crap. That's that's a that's far out, but like it's still a first round pick. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, it's, I mean it's an asset regardless. I don't know, man. That that's it. Almost sounds like a no brainer. It's if so that's actually much, on the table. Andrew. 
If that's really on the table, it's so much. Heat want to go big three with Jimmy, Bam, and Walker. Cool. I'll take the depth. <laughs> you know, we don't. We go from having a big three to having like a big two with the most solid supporting cast. You know, we have right now our big three. They're doing. Uh, I don't know. Okay, or our big two. They're doing all right. I, I don't know. The 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 guy who's made the most field goals in the league is some guy named Jalen Brown. And then the guy who's made the third most is some guy named Jason Tatum. So I think they're doing okay so far. I mean, yeah, it sounds all right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll it. buy into it. I'll right buy now. it. Yeah, yeah. But fun fact, the guy in the middle of that, I believe, is Austin Rivers. Um, I think. Maybe not. Don't quote me on that. Um, Andrew, this hall, this hall is too much. This, ta- this hall is way too much to pass up. This gives us legitimately 10 guys. Legitimately. And I think honestly, and here, hot take, police. We got to get a siren on your little soundboard. Um, <laughs> that this makes us the deepest team in the NBA, and therefore, I think the favorites. Got to, I got to say, the favorites. If if Tatum and Brown have made the leap that they've done so far this season, and that's a legitimate thing, and you add this supporting cast around them to go along with Jeff Teague, an experienced ball handler, and Pritchard, who can be backup point guard off the bench also you got Kendrick Nunn in there who can do some shooting guard and stuff you get insane three-point shooting off the bench with Olenek Iguodala and Robinson oh my god I just I yeah you pull <laughs> you pull that trigger it's it's insane so it is insane. so where is this where is this speculation coming from is it just a Twitter guy or is it actually somebody verified or or what's the deal um, well, this this never helps, but it's uh this is from Brett Siegel of NBA Analyst Network, Analysis Network. Nah, I don't know. It's it's on enough stuff that it's worth kind of being like, are we sure about this? But none of it is really nothing really substantial. But it's like if you yeah. Google Kemba Walker, that's what like spams in front of you. But if that is on the table, I mean, like you said, and I agree, you can't pass that up. No, if big that's fan of Kemba Walker, table. but but I mean, he, we've played a lot of games without him. Mm-hmm. We seem to be able to play without him, yep. and we need that depth. Like it would, yeah, it'd be great to have him, and and it is great to have him on our team, and I and I really do like him, and I think that he brings a lot to the team, whether it's just locker room stuff as well like when he is injured or whatever it may be. But I think that that is something that you look at the team overall and you make that trade because it helps you out immediately. And if you're Miami, it's a dumb trade. I agree. You got so far with your family and your clickiness and how deep you are. That's how you got to where you were. And honestly, if you're healthy, I mean, I don't think you're going to beat the Lakers, but I think you're going to go seven. It's it's unfair to basketball fans everywhere, and we said this at the time that we had to watch this Heat team depleted without Goran Dragic or or Bam Adebayo. Sure, I mean, fine, maybe they weren't going to beat the Lakers. It was going to be a better series. No one can argue that. So let me let me ask you this too. Then why why would the Heat make that trade? That's that's where that's that's the only be- thing. And because maybe that, we're stupid to talk about it, but come on, it's a podcast. We've got to fantasize a little bit. We get Clinic that, back. Kelly the Clinic. But um, that doesn't make them better than the Celtics. No, I think it makes them worse. That's like us trading a player to Montreal, like a star player to Montreal, and it gives them another piece that they're going to beat us in the playoffs. Like, it seems to make no sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I it's like really what the starting five. If you do that, they probably go big. They got Myers, Leonard, then Bam at the four, Jimmy at the three or two, or Jimmy at the three, Ty, or Tyler Hero at the three, Jimmy at the two, or vice versa, and then Kemba. And then your bench really only has Goran Dragic. So you have a you've a that's a very solid top six. I mean, believing that Tyler Hero is going to continue to have, you know, continue on his upward climb, which you know, Do you I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm a huge firm believer because I've seen it time and time again in the sophomore slump. Um, so. He was a stud in the playoffs. Absolute stud. And, like, I think that, like, in the finals, too. And so I think, like, I don't know how he could really fall off in any sort of way. And they're Spolster's hell-bent on starting him. Just trying to figure out any sorts of lineup that has him in it. Yeah. They keep switching up their starting lineup consistently, but every time it's like they're trying to shoehorn Hero into being a, a permanent part of it. Yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. I don't think it's. I. It can't be real. It's the. It would be the dumbest trade Pat Riley's ever made. And honestly, like everything the Heat has done, I the I, the Heat haven't made a stupid move in this century since like you know like I can't remember. I since I've been following both basketball closely, and since the post LeBron era, they have not made a dumb move. Move, in my opinion. I mean, they've maxed out their contracts and everything like that, but every time you think, oh, the Heat just screwed themselves into never being good, here they are again. They keep rearing their heads, and they keep out playing expectations. Yeah. I just think it's such a it's such an interesting, if there is any credence to this, it's just such an interesting step back from like being in the conversation of James Harden and then going for Kemba Walker. And you're in the conversation for James Harden because you lost the conversation of ever having Giannis. And then... So you went Giannis, skipped over Harden, and then Kemba's the next guy on your list for your big three. I, it doesn't really track. I love Kemba, but it, you know we don't know. And I, th- I and I think this knee surgery is going to go really well, but we don't know that, you know. But also, but for that haul, I mean, you 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 don't have a choice. Like you you have to. Oh, as a Celtics, you, ha- you go. You ha- but as a, I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense for Miami at all, at all. Yeah. It's, it's like it's a bad trade for Miami, and they, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, I mean, what else we got for basketball? I mean, we're we're, we're talking the positive cast today. Obviously, we touched on Jalen Brown a little bit. Yeah, he's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum doing all right. Doing all right. I mean, Tatum. I th- listen. We bitched about his uh, his his end of the game shot selection, or his anytime shot selection. Right. But what what did we get in the second Pistons game that we would ultimately come out on top? A game winner from the elbow. Listen, is it perfect? No. But is it th- five, six feet behind the three-point line brick? It's not that either. I love it. <laughs> it's great, man. Uh, he he does. It's just like Tatum has every piece, in my opinion. He has every single piece right now. He can drive the lane. He can dunk on anyone's face except for Bam Adebayo, and he can just do tons and like he can do anything. It's 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 just IQ and you know keeping a level head and and avoiding what we've like to call in this podcast and you know we're not the only ones to say it but hero hero ball hero ball mode uh just getting out of there and he looks I like mean, he's he, matured just like as it goes like a day-by-day yeah. thing it's, and uh jalen brown looks so calm cool and collected i do want to acknowledge and we're, we're we'll you know 
I'm sure everyone in the country has been beat over the head with this, but a uh, lot of respect for uh, everything that they had to say post-game. Uh, there is a pretty clear – I think the argument can't really be made anymore that there is a pretty clear difference in how w- people are treated based off the color of their skin. And uh, I just love that our two young guys who are the face of the NBA want to be at the forefront of you know making the world a better place. So shout out to uh, their whole speech. If you didn't see it, I urge you to check it out. Um, just two of the smartest young athletes in the world, and we get to call them Boston Celtics. And they are also incredibly talented. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I mean, it's definitely great that they've been from day one since all of this stuff. Like, you know, even in the bubble, they were making it a point to speak their mind and make sure that they could use their platform for good and and try to get the word out there. Because you know how many kids are out there watching basketball that love, uh, you know, looking up to these guys and they're their heroes and stuff. And they set such a good example for um, youth and and everybody that's watching them so it's great because there's people who don't care about really using their platform for anything at all or uh it's just it's it's refreshing to see that even though these guys are young and they kind of have it all right now I mean they have money they have fame they have people they have eyes on them all the time with the way that they play it's good to see them really going out of their way to make sure that they prove a point to get this all out there and make sure everybody's hearing it yeah and um you know i i respected them walking off the court and i i you know personally and this is obviously very selfish or whatever but or potentially i don't know i i I loved that they decided to play to bring some people in the statement it was like to bring people joy and uh you know after the heavy ass day of yesterday it was it was phenomenal to get to watch the celtics win uh after all that after Oh my God! More hours of network news than I think I've watched in the last three months, yeah, all in one seriously. day. So uh, it was it was awesome that they you know made their statement and then still played the game and then they're still making their statements and um, you know using their platform and let it, instead of removing it from themselves. I do I do think it goes a little bit of a, a longer way, yep. personally. <clears throat> well, if we want to keep. The positive vibe here. I think that I have some other news that we should talk about right, All right. now. Are we, sw- are we switching over to winter? We're switching over to winter. That ice. Um, we are officially... We The Bruins officially have a new captain. I don't know if yes, you ever heard of him. Sir. His name's Patrice Bergeron. Bird. Ever heard of him? Bird. Um, ASAP Bergeron. Very... Long overdue as far as this guy could have had the C on his jersey ten years ago. Um, Easy, nothing, right? ag- nothing against Chara. Probably we had, earlier. We had an amazing captain. Yeah, he probably could have had it in '09. He he probably like twelve has, years. He's been here for I think sixteen years now. Mm-hmm. So this guy has given everything for this team, and I think that everybody knew sort of silently that. He w- if if there were if you I think I said this on the last episode if you were able to give out two C's to a team, him and Charo would have had it on for the past ten years. So I think that it's it's great because he's gonna continue to be that guy that everybody looks up to in the locker room and that everybody can look to for advice and for uh, how to model their gameplay and and really look at this guy that can sort of do it all and he really is giving 110% every game. 
and he has forever. You know, I don't think that I've ever seen a game where I thought that he was phoning it in. He he really just if he's not helping his team, he's going to try to do whatever he can to dig out of the hole and really be that guy. So, I don't think you could ask for a much better captain in the league. I mean, obviously there's some great captains as well, but this guy really sort of exemplifies what everybody should be and and, and he does a great job of setting that example. So, I'm I love Bergeron. I've been wanting to see this forever. Uh, I wish that the circumstances of Chara's exit were different, but uh, this is what it is, and it was a no-brainer. I've said it before. I'll say it again, and it'll last for until someone takes it, takes the throne. My favorite athlete in sports is Patrice Bergeron. So happy for him and uh, so excited to see him with that C and so excited to cop a fresh jersey with a nice crisp C up on that shoulder, man. I'm ready. Yeah, it looks great, and it's unfortunate for me because you know how I am about hockey jerseys, mm-hmm. so, so once, the wallet's not going to be happy. Here's the real question, though. So once these jerseys officially turn into NASCAR cars, um, are you going to get every patch of commercial? Like, are you going to get the McDonald's one and the Walmart and every every patch so, that they're going to slap all over every jersey under the sun? Here's my thing <laughs> is that I'm a big fan of all of the patches as well. Like, you know, they get the Winter Classic patch. They yeah. have the... The ninety-year patch, right. and soon but to be. But now we're getting corporate. Year. So, but yeah, so <laughs> you gotta I, get the TD helmet. <laughs> I don't want to see. I'd much rather see ads on the the gear, right? So, like on the helmets or on the gloves or whatever it may be. I'd much rather see them than on the jersey. But with that being said, I'll probably buy everything. Mm-hmm. Because I got a problem. So, <laughs> yes. The, the the long answer is yes, I will do it. Um, well, that's good. I'm excited to see you in those TD Garden helmets. I'm just hoping for a nice, a good sponsor. Like, give me, like, Chipotle or something, you know? Yeah. Yep. That'd be, t- that'd be sick. Danny Ainge would be devastated that Chipotle was on Bruins gear before Celtics gear. Shout out to Marcus <laughs> Smart, who recently got his, uh, his Chipotle... Uh, uh, celeb card. Shout, shout out to Marcus Smart. Big, big milestone for Marcus. He must have went with Danny just enough. Dude, Chipotle rips, man. I don't, I don't know why. Like, there's some people who don't like Chipotle. I, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I don't know. Maybe, I have it maybe sitting next can... to me on my desk right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, maybe you can argue with me about it because no. you get like very good Mexican food around where you're at, I'm sure. Oh, no. no um, I, you don't have to team me up for looking like an uncultured idiot, Andrew. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> eating Chipotle in the Mecca of the best Mexican food in the country. No, uh, sometimes you just... Chipotle's like unlike anything else. And sometimes you're, if you're in a mood for Mexican, you, you're in a mood for Mexican. If you're in a mood for Chipotle, you're in a mood for Chipotle. That's my, that's yeah, my yeah, take yeah. on it. You know what I mean? And Chipotle's always got a... There's always... One day out of the month where I'm like, I want a Chipotle bowl for sure. So for any any L.A. listeners out there, what's your go-to out there for food? Like if you – it doesn't even have to be Mexican or anything like that. I'm just curious. Is well, there is there like a, a place that's your spot? Oh, man. I mean, you, you kind of got to get one for every cuisine, man. That's kind of the best part about L.A. It's just – Okay. It's like a pretty big food capital. I want to give a shout-out to the king of L.A. food, trucks and L.A. food. The inspiration for the movie Chef, Roy Choi. Roy Choi used to have a place over on the east side in, in Chinatown called um, 
Chago, and it started as a truck originally, and they were just these unbelievable Korean rice bowls. Uh, he's more known for his truck called Kogi, which is Mexican. It's Korean food uh, in like Mexican style, so like um, you know, like bulgogi beef burritos and all this other stuff. Uh, and so they have a they have a store on the west side, which is the only place that you can go to get any of the Chago bowls now. And so like once a month, I'll drive like forty minutes across the city just to get that. So that that's probably that. And then just for Mexican, got to got to shout out the taco joint of the mall, Guisados. Uh, they make their tortillas right in the window in front of you, and like you never have to add sauce. Like all of their tacos are already pretty much made to taste. I've never added a condiment or like a sauce or a salsa to anything they've given me. It's like it's already perfectly presented. So Guisados and check out anything Roy Choi's ever done. I love I love uh, Roy Choi. So like I'm I would be dying to go grab some of that. When food. you're out here and we're watching the Bruins play in the Staples Center again, God knows when. Ideally next year we'll do we'll do a a Roy Choi tour. We'll make sure we hit like at least two or three of his spots. So I I might be you know being optimistic here, but I may be out your way in August. Okay. If the times are you know if, if the the world allows it, mm. you know, with the with the pandemic, sure. with all that other st- uh, everything else. Of course, uh, I may I may be out for work, and we will absolutely be linking up out there, and we will do food. We'll probably, you know, we'll try to record an episode or something if I can make it out, and that'll be super fun. And um, obviously, we'll do games too, and that's, you know, whenever that happens. But yeah, um, fingers crossed that I can make that trip out there, and we can get together because i i I've, I've never been so we'll do, I, i'm we'll dying a, to go out a balcony chatter review of uh just yeah wherever we go and then uh actually one more one more i want to shout out for uh just for the heck of it the bun shop if you haven't eaten at the bun shop in los angeles do yourself a favor and get yourself some bow buns from the bun shop the bun shop free advertising <laughs> I'm not that, gonna, was great, not gonna, that was a great. Not gonna make a ad. slogan for you, okay? Yeah, yeah. You don't get it. You get the, the free shop. ad. You don't get the. You don't get the slogan. All right, you got to pay me for it. <laughs> yeah. So, th- like I said at the beginning of this episode, this is the year of the the sponsorship. So, anybody that wants to give us seltzer or give us tacos or whatever, uh, we are down, man. Yeah. We will. We'll make an ad for you. I just we just want free, we just want free drinks. That's really yeah. We want free drinks, free food, we, whatever, yeah. whatever you got. That, n- no, honestly, don't want money. Keep it. I just want. No, no, no. I just want your products. If you give me money, I'm just gonna buy food. I'm just gonna buy your product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be smart of them to give us money. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't know how we went off on this tangent, but I'm glad that we did. Me too. Um, but to circle back around, do you see yourself getting a Patrice Bergeron captain jersey? Or I, what? Uh, I think I gotta. I think it'd be. You have to. I think man. it'd be wrong. I've honestly kind of dropped the ball on several jerseys uh, in the history of Boston sports. That it's just like kind of like, huh? Am I even really a jersey guy? And I've kind of just kind of turned into mostly a Celtics one, if anything. Um, which I've also wanted to pump the brakes on since, uh, you know, three of my last four Celtics jerseys no, uh, no longer are in green. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm glad that you bring that up w- real quick. Yeah. How did you feel about the Julian Edelman post where he just is <laughs> pretending like he's not wearing a Kyrie Irving jersey? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, 
<laughs> a lot of us were all getting legs out of our Antoine Walker jersey because now Kemba has the same number. So respect to uh, Edelman, but <laughs> getting that post out. It's just funny because you can tell because the uh, – I, I didn't realize we switched to Vivint, but, uh, you know, we switched our, our jersey ads. And so it's a, it's a – that's the dead giveaway is that he's wearing – a Kyrie Irving General Electric one, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. but shout out! It's the, it's all for the right cause, and Pritchard loved the shout out, and it's all about welcoming the rookie and making him feel like uh, an important member of Boston sports, which he really already is. It's awesome. Oh yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, it was such a it, you know, he wasn't doing it as a dig or anything like that, but it just was funny because. It works. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I, yeah, I hope he was just kind of like winking and nodding and not actually like, <laughs> this is a pretty jersey. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it can go either way with Edelman. You never know. Oh, gotta love him, though. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. And gotta love whoever's throwing him the football next year. Um, But we don't talk about that. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> should, I guess we should talk about the two A's we got now, too. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that either. So I would imagine so right now we have David Krejci and Brad Marchand. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that Krejci is going to wear it all the time like Bergeron wore it all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I guess Marchand's probably going to do the same thing. But if they were if they were to alternate him with home and away, give it to somebody else, um, who who do you suggest they give the a, the other A to? I had it. I, I'm going to stick with my pick uh, from a bit ago, or, or from when we talked about this a bit ago. I think it was last episode. <laughs> uh, McAvoy. I, I I love I love what it could do for McAvoy, and I think he's he's somewhat earned it. I think you know, I think he got. I think he soaked up as much as he can from Zidano, and uh, I just I like I like the idea of giving it to a young guy who seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders, and just empowering him to and I you know. I think that can always make someone like a young guy like that jump to the next level. I I would definitely agree with you, and I think that it would be good to have a defenseman with it as well. I mean, you yeah, always, totally. you can't have it you can't have it top loaded on that first line and all that. So mm -hmm. I think that would be great to have, and I think McAvoy it will go a long way for him in his in his mind as well. Kind of gives him the confidence that these guys are really leaning on me to be something that is like a big portion of this back end and i think that it, it would be awesome actually mm -hmm. i think it would help him uh <laughs> not have the biggest goal goal scoring drought <laughs> on the team Dude, that was nuts <laughs> but i don't know maybe not uh, only time will tell at this point but i'm really looking forward to the season starting in a few days here i mean we're less than a week away right so yeah. um it's it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. I really hope that they can rally around Bergeron as the new captain and hopefully make a run at this thing because we have a good team. And, you know, I hope that I'm eating my words that some of these young defenders can step it up and really show what they're made of and really fill the role of some of the guys that we don't have anymore. Chara and, and Krug and just do what we need them to do because, you know, nobody expects the defense to be very good this year. So if they are, and if they come out of nowhere, teams are in trouble. That'd be great. That'd be great. It's going to be a lot of, I mean, this season more than ever is going to be a lot of knowing your opponent. It's going to be impossible to not 
fully figure out any other team that you're playing, it's really going to boil down to who is actually better mentally, physically, and talent-wise. It'll be interesting yep. to see how all these series go. I mean, you can drop one and slip one here and there, but you're just playing the same guys so many times. It's uh, it's interesting. It's, to- it's totally interesting. I still kind of feel weird about it being for the cup and everything like that, but, you know, I'm not... I'm not super hung up on it like it's a tarnished, fully tarnished year. I, I still think at the end of the day, uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it's better than half of those Montreal Cups. Am I right? <laughs> you are right. <laughs> half of those illegitimate friggin' incestual <laughs> six teams. I, <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, come at us, Habs fans. We want it. We want the smoke. Please. Um, yeah, we'd love it. So I, I, yeah, it's it's just the the amount of times that we're gonna have to play the same people. It's just, it'd be nice if we were tooling on on everybody by the end. Like I said, only time will tell, and it's gonna be here before you know it. So, can't wait to get this season started and see how it goes. Yeah, and let's let's keep this Celtics train on a rolling. We got a fairly, you know, fairly. It's off and on with attainability, and we we don't really know what to make of the Magic, who have had a hot start so far. But we got the Wizards tomorrow, the Heat again on Sunday, the Bulls early next week, which we should handle, and then back to back Magic, and then we have those the best team in New York, the Knicks, and then the Sixers back to back. So those will be some games to look out for towards the middle and uh, end of this month. You know what we have that they don't all have though. A really good PP. PP. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the best, the best in the game, the best. We PP get the in best the PP in the game, Currently, man, and we're yeah. gonna end it on that this week. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right. PP out. All in my